Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Hey, everybody. So we are here this week uh, for the intro, and we have a very special guest on this week's episode. Uh, we would like to welcome Michael Sands, the creator of Monster of the Week. Hi, um, and thanks for inviting me along to join your game for, for a session or two. We're really excited. Um, so can we ask, you know, Monster of the Week plays on so many tropes from so many different shows and movies. What's one of your favorites? Of these of these shows that you play off of, Supernatural is really the 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 main one. Uh, it was it was watching Supernatural and wanting a game to uh, to do that 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 started me writing it. Yeah, uh, probably Fringe is the other one that I really love of that sort of style. Boy, I've never watched. I have meant to watch Fringe, and I have never gotten around to watching Fringe. It's actually quite good. Like it does play off a lot of the supernatural sort of tropes that. Yeah, this game plays off of. Yeah, um, you know, we actually had the opportunity to debut three of the four characters from um, the Tome of Mysteries, and we had a lot of fun playing that. Was there anything that you had in mind? I noticed that a lot of the new playbooks they have uh, a different type of mechanic built into them. Like they just feel a little different than the previous one. Was there any kind of uh, inspiration behind that? I think it's it's kind of a development of what I think's good in a playbook. Because when I wrote the first ones, it was pretty soon after Apocalypse World had been released. Um, and I think there weren't so many like different examples of what you could do with them. Um, and as I've kind of gone on, I find that I'm drawn more to the characters where you've got a lot of cool story hooks and things rather than more just being good at this or that. Um, so more kind of fictional inspired things that all pull in extra elements to the world rather than uh, just about your kind of effectiveness as you're playing. It was really fun for us because uh, these new playbooks, obviously they're new to the game, so they were new to our world. Um, but it actually allowed us to go back and tell a much older story about people who had retired. And so that was kind of our justification as to why you hadn't seen these playbooks. Yeah, of course, the other thing with the Time of Mysteries ones is... um. Three of them are by other authors from, uh, you know, I only wrote The Searcher. So the other three have also got a different perspective from the author who, who came up with them coming in as well, which also, I think, adds a lot to it. Honestly, I could sit here and ask you questions about this all day because, yeah. um, this is you know, we picked up this game. We, we originally had designed this podcast and we were playing a different game. And I got a copy of Monster of the Week at a convention and we sat down and played it just for fun. Yep. And we fell in love with it so much that we revamped the entirety of the podcast about six weeks before it launched so that we could play this game. So so let's uh, just turn this into a secret. This is just a secret interview now. We've roped you into it. Yeah. You, don't get, you don't get to play a damn thing. You have to answer all our questions. That's okay. I don't, I don't mind answering questions either. But I'm quite keen to play this guy. <laughs> all right. Well, I think with that, um, it's time to let the recap roll. We're missing a piece. Okay, so what the hell is this now? Did we get robbed? 
Uh, we know a thief. Nat, the girl who stole the uh, the pendants oh, from yeah, the in the first yeah. place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'll call Nat. We have been burgled. They left a silver dollar in place of the thing they took. Is that like a calling card? Does that ring any bells to you? Uh, that's the calling card of Larson. Who's that? He just steals really important, valuable things from whoever, and I mean whoever. Uh, so I'm going to build a machine that create a sort of trail that we could f- follow back to its owner. Oh, I see. Like, going off the idea that it is like a personal item, so it'll have some kind of connection to him. Correct. I'll try the handle. It opens. I'm gonna peek in. Uh, what you see when you crack this door open is a very large bed, and there is rigging around it. There's a person laying in the bed with a broken leg, and they have a wrap around their head, and their arm is broken. All of the rig is holding up the cast. You can see that there's an IV that is dripping uh, stuff into their arm. Holy shit, I think this is him. And around his neck, you see the Omamari. Yoink! As soon as you reach your hand out, you hear a voice from the corner of the room. That's definitely not yours. Followed closely by the sound of a gun being cocked. So the three of you stand in this dark bedroom. There is a person laying in bed in full traction, and TJ has reached out to grab the Omamari from around his neck, and from the dark corner of the room, you have heard a voice say, that's definitely not yours, and you have heard the cocking of a gun. Uh, turn around very slowly, hands in the air, and see who I'm looking at. Uh, so Michael, describe to us who they see. It's kind of a tall, dark-haired, white guy. He's wearing um, a bespoke suit, um, and just kind of, I think, uh, just leaning against the wall in the corner there. For a bit of a... Um, analogy i'm thinking a little bit of the actor who plays lucifer on that on that show oh yeah i have been binging that show for the last like four days so that uh, yeah, popped I have into too. my head yeah. that's amazing <laughs> yeah so a little bit like that sort of look nice and i think the thing that you all notice as you turn and examine the man leaning against the wall is that he looks exactly like the man who's also laying in the bed in traction oh oh god are you Larson? Yeah, yeah, that that's me. Who's in the bed? That's my brother. Oh, okay. All right. Hey, so we are uh well, we we mean you no harm. Please don't shoot us. We just we really need that thing and we were just trying to get it back as uh as courteously as possible, but you know, you didn't answer the door and we're we're running out of time and options here. Mhm. So, well, the problem with that is I also really need it. Okay. Um, may I ask to what end? Well, without it, my brother's dead. You can see he's already pretty banged up. And there's uh, nothing else that's going to keep him safe. Okay. Um. Yep. Nothing else, huh? Um. I want to try to... God, I, I feel like we need to make a deal here, bub, because there's some kind of end-of-the-world type stuff going on here that we're trying to address... And I understand this guy looks like he's in some immediate bad shape, but a whole lot of other people are going to be in pretty bad shape, including him, if we don't take care of it. Right. So what can we do here, man? Um, what what can we do to make this right? I guess that like you just borrow it very briefly and bring it back isn't an option. Yeah, not really, unfortunately. Well, I guess if you can find some other way to break whatever curse is on him. Oh, oh it's a curse. Yeah, now we're talking. Yeah. 
I don't know exactly what kind, but something. And it seems to be getting more and more dangerous. Uh, I want to go ahead and take a look at his brother in the bed with my electromagnetic uh, goggles and see if, like, there's some kind of magical aura or anything around him. Uh, yeah, roll investigate a mystery. All right. Shit. Yeah, uh, that's like a 13. All right, you get a hold three. What here is not what it appears to be. So you see that he has a broken leg, he's got a broken arm, and as you're examining these things and looking over him, magically the thing that you notice is that there's energy around the cracks, almost like they were destined to happen. And you can see other parts of his body that aren't damaged yet have damage marks that haven't occurred. And also on his chest, you can see that there is a symbol glowing very faintly. And it looks like a seven-pointed star in a circle. Um, I'll tell the guys about all of this. I mean, this is really crazy. He's got all sorts of stuff going on. It looks like injuries that he doesn't even have yet. And then there's this symbol. Do you know anything about this seven-pointed star? Oh, uh, do I? Yes, you do. As uh, TJ sketches out the star for you, what he sees, you recognize it as the symbol for... A group that you have stolen from once in the past. It is Primus Daimonium Familia, and it is a band of demons that you once upon a time stole something from, and they were very upset by it. Oh, yes. Yes, I do recognize that. Um, yeah, it's it's this like gang of demons who uh, have uh, had it in for me for a long time. Uh, who knows why? <laughs> <laughs> Did you maybe steal something from them that they didn't like? It's possible that something along those lines may have happened, yeah. Now, real quick, one of my abjuration effects is literally take some time to remove any evils, curses, or dark energies from any subject in a purification ritual. <laughs> Can I do that to this, to the brother? Uh, you could try it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will. I will try. Okay. Break the game. Break the game. <laughs> and there is no role for this, correct? Correct. So as you start to move around this bed, laying out this pattern, trying to cure him of this curse, TJ, looking through his goggles, does notice that the existing lines where there are damage are still there, but the ones that haven't happened yet start to fade away. And then from downstairs... You hear the door shatter inwards and heavy footsteps. Ooh, that doesn't sound good. Sounds like my cue. I'm going to, uh, yeah, heft the spear and head over to the door and try to post up. Have I completed this or am I still? Uh, you're still kind of in the mix of it right now. Okay, then yeah, I'm, I'll stick to it. So Task goes to the door. Uh, TJ is examining the brother uh, as Jake finishes up. Larson, what are you doing? Um, I'll, uh, go to the door as backup, but I'll, I'll let the, uh, I assume it's an impressive looking spear there. It is. Um, it is a silver spear with, uh, this red sash tied just under the blade. Uh, and it's got a white sash down from the bottom of it. Um, and it is just perpetually shiny and beautiful. Okay. Yeah. That sounds definitely like someone who is ready to take point. So <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just be behind. <laughs> And from down the stairs, you all hear a voice. Come on, Larson. I know you're in here. I felt the spell break. You think you're going to get away from us that easy? 
can we uh, maybe schedule this for another time? I'm a little busy at the moment. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're going to be plenty busy, that's for sure. And you recognize this voice and you're dealing uh, with that group. Yep. It is the voice of Virabus, who you know is kind of muscle of the group. Yep. And in your dealings with him in the past, you know that he can split into multiple versions of himself. Okay. But you don't know how many, but you've seen him become at least three or four of himself. Uh, I think I might mention that. Uh, I might want to watch out for this guy. He can, um, like, duplicate himself a bit. That ain't great. No. How many? Um, uh, it seemed like four. All right. That's three more than I enjoy, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to just kind of creep over to the stairwell and try to peek down and see if I can see anything from here. Uh, you can. You see a figure moving around down the stairs, and it is the person that you saw in the magic backlash from Rev. Very pale, gaunt figure with horns wearing a long coat, uh, and he is wielding a very large heavy looking bat oh okay um i'm gonna creep back so this is this is a demon like a demon demon yeah all right boys you uh ready for a little action here <laughs> always ready uh am i still no i think you're done at this point okay then yes uh there are a whole gang of them though so let's watch out for the rest turning up as well this guy's kind of their bruiser though so it might just be him all right. Um, who boy, I think we should just try to get rid of him and then reconvene on what we can do here for your buddy. It looks like we at least took care of part of this. Yeah. Do you know what he wants? Do I? He probably just wants, will he want back what I stole or is it going to be more revenge now? Uh, you think it's more revenge. It's been yeah. quite a number of years uh, since you've stolen this. Uh, what what did you steal from them, do you think? Uh, maybe some kind of, like, ancient uh, statuette that's associated with these demons. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, like something that can summon them or something. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you have a feeling that it was a big enough offense, and it's been long enough, that you've been kind of ducking these people for a couple years. Yeah. And I think with their arrival, you may even have the sense that whatever happened to your brother was meant for you, and they just didn't realize... You had a twin. Yep. Yeah. yeah so speaking out loud then. Um, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to make a deal here. I think this is an us or them sort of situation. Okay. How about you and I make a deal then? We help you with this situation uh, and we get our stuff back. I think uh, that seems pretty reasonable given the uh, current situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I reach out my hand to shake on it. I'll shake his hand. I like you, Larson. <laughs> Well, thank you. And I think I just vault the stairs. Uh, are you trying to do anything as you land? Are you trying to catch this guy? He's he is visible. Yeah. I, I mean, if there's a direct line, I want to be in the air bringing the spear down on him. OK, uh, so roll act under pressure. OK, this is probably one of the hottest things I've seen you do. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. It's just an 11. Yeah, you do exactly what you set out to do. Uh, remind me, how much damage does your spear do? Uh, two, and it, it does have the magic tag. So you bring this spear down on Virabus as he is walking around, kind of searching in the darkness, uh, and he goes down to the ground pretty hard. Uh, you have pinned him to the ground. Uh, but now that you are here, you can see that there are two others looking around, as well as a third that does not look like Virabus. We've got more! 
Okay. Cool. Uh, with that, I'm going to do the same thing he did, and I'm going to vault over. I mean, I'm sure I can land it because I'm monstrous and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Roll act under pressure, and you can use your uh, natural speed. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah, 11 again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Tass lands on the ground, spearing this demon to the floor. TJ follows very quickly uh, and lands on all fours, looking around and growling. Larson and Jake, what are you guys doing? Taking the stairs like gentlemen. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking I'm just going to take position on the landing and prepare to um, do some covering fire for whoever looks like they need it the most. Yeah, I mean, I am going to take the stairs, but I think I'm going to... I want to hold my shield up and just pick up speed on the way down the stairs and just barrel through the first one that I see. Roll act under pressure, I think. Oh, man, I was really trying to get out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Four. Ooh. All right, so we had Tass do this earlier. Uh, Jake, I want you to make an extra square on your sheet and put a little mark in it. Okay. Uh, so you come down the stairs uh, with your shield up trying to pick up speed, and you do not judge how close Tass and Viribus are, and you trip over Viribus's outstretched foot, uh, and you go tumbling out the front door into the street. Whee! <laughs> Just passing by the other combatants in the room. <laughs> so, TJ, you have landed on the ground. You see that there are three other figures down here, aside from the one that Tass is currently pinning to the ground. And then there was one that didn't look like Viribus? Four figures here, uh, three Viribuses and one other. Okay, I'll go after the one other. I'm going to uh, charge at him, and I'm going to bite his head off. Uh, roll kick some ass. I love the conviction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, 13. Uh, so that gets you a full success. But as you charge this creature, it's just sitting in a chair, and its eyes flash. And something feels strange. You kind of get caught up. Uh, and so you do still do damage. But mechanically speaking, you're in a mixed success all of a sudden. And so you take two points of damage, not armor defeating. Uh, as you lunge at him, he kicks his foot out and catches you in the thigh. Uh, how much damage do you do? I do three damage, and it is armor defeating. Uh, so, Larson, you see TJ run out from the area that you can see. Yep. Uh, and you can see the two other Viribuses approaching Tass. Um, well, I might um, start firing my pistol at them to keep them out of the way for the time being. All right. Uh, roll protect someone. Ooh, a 12. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is your extra effect? Uh, well, I think I'll hold the enemy back is, is what I was aiming for here. So I'll take that as my extra. So you start firing off this gun and you are just drilling holes in the floor uh, between Tass and the two approachers. And with every shot, they kind of take a step back as you are shooting where their feet used to be. Yep, that's the idea. Jake, you are outside and you kind of come to a stop and there is a very, very nice Escalade parked outside. Like doors closed, windows up. Just yeah. You'd better throw it. <laughs> I, I am. Yeah, I'm going to go basically just try and rip the front axle off the Escalade. <laughs> All right. Uh, roll no limits. And, and I am just hoping that this belongs to the demons. Uh, God, six. Oof. <laughs> Everybody else has got all the good rolls. Yeah. Uh, so mark another a little dot in your square. Michael's only good luck to two out of three people. Yes. <laughs> uh, so Jake goes over and he grabs a hold of the tire and gives it a pull and the alarm starts to go off. And you see that <laughs> lights around this house are starting to kick on. In... Uh, 
Larson's house or just other people's other houses? Other people's houses. Tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tass, uh, you've got this demon pinned to the ground. Uh, it is still moving, but it is not moving unless you allow it to. Uh, and you see that the other two have been fended off by Larson uh, doing some covering fire at the top of the stairs. Uh, wow. Okay. I think um, I want to keep him pinned. So I'm going to draw the pistol and take a shot at one of these other two. All right. Roll kick some ass. And I do have the, I don't know that it'll help, but it's the cold iron that I am packing on this. Okay. Uh, can I help out with that while, while he's doing it? Yeah, absolutely. Roll help out. Yeah. Uh, describe to me. How are you helping him? Um, I'll start coming down the stairs, um, doing some backup firing on whichever one's being targeted. Oh, great. Okay, the help out roll is not so good. <laughs> no, eight. All right, so uh, Tash, you still get a plus one. Yes, which will even me out to a nine. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the two of these start to advance on you. Uh, Larson heads down the stairs and starts opening fire along with you. Um, and one of them throws their bat at Larson. Uh, Larson, you take one point of damage, not armor defeating. Yep. Uh, and Tass, the other one catches you in the ribs with its bat uh, as you fire into it. Uh, how much damage does your pistol do? That does two. Uh, and you take three points of damage, Tass, not armor defeating. Uh, okay. I think as this uh, bat hits me, though, Jake's ward that he put on me pops off. Oh, that's right. And so there is a flash of green energy and the bat reverberates off and you don't take any damage from that hit i totally forgot about that good, yeah good thing you kept track of that i've only got three per mystery can't waste them <laughs> that's right <laughs> i've also got that protective amulet too so that one damage won't get through nice. to me. i guess i need to recharge my amulet now though <laughs> uh so tj you see the kind of gunfight. Uh, these guys brought uh, bats to a gunfight. Um, <laughs> it's going really well for them. And it's yeah, it's going really well for them. Uh, but you have this smaller demon. Uh, he has gotten up out of the chair and he's kind of squaring off against you. I'm going to go continue after him. Apparently, like he did some powerful stuff to me because I felt very confident in my attack. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> Not. Yeah. So I want to I want to continue on. I want to press the attack on this guy. All right. Roll kick some ass. You got it. Oh, there's the bad ones. Um, That's actually a seven. You see, as you start to move towards him, his eyes flash again and your lunge turns into a trip and you hit the ground and he stomps on your head. Uh, oh. You take <laughs> two points of damage, not armor defeating. And after his hit lands, he looks around the room and sees the condition of the uh, Virbus, and there is a puff of smoke, and he is gone. Uh, the Virbus is laying on the ground, kind of stop struggling for a moment as they realize that this guy has vanished, and they all kind of look at each other and then look at you guys. Did your boss leave you there, buddy? Well, uh, you know, uh, we were kind of here on his behalf. It wasn't really our... Oh, boy. Hey, man, none of this is personal. This is just helping our buddy out to get something we want. You want to cut a deal, we can cut a deal. <laughs> you know, normally we don't do this uh, because it is a monster, uh, but we'll manipulate someone. Oh, no. You know, I feel like sometimes it's a little different with monsters who have reason and have desires and wants. Yep. Oh, uh, that's still a nine. Yeah, I think that we can cut a deal. Uh I mean, obviously, you got to let all of us go. Uh, but in exchange for that, I can give you information about what's happening here. Yeah, that's kind of what we need. We uh, need 
this uh, guy up the stairs here and his brother to be safe. So anything that's going to lead us to that, we can make a deal. Can I also add that um, you also stop harassing me for long gone problems that aren't really important anymore? Well, we can stop harassing you. I can't say anything about the rest of the family unless, you know. That's good enough. Yeah, all right. All right. That's fair. Tired of getting shot by you every couple of years anyway. Yeah, yeah. I'm not enjoying it either. <laughs> <laughs> so the little guy who just took off, his name is Infortuni. He's one of the uh, the higher ups. And uh, he came to our leader, to Calidus, and he told her that he had, uh, well, that he had gotten Larson and Larson was going to be as good as dead. And I think he realized the thing that none of us knew was that apparently Larson's got a twin brother and he accidentally tagged his twin brother. So he bribed us into coming here and trying to clean up the mess. Oh, I like that. I mean, not that it happened. Sorry. Sorry, bub. Um, but we could almost use that. If there's one of these guys that has flubbed up pretty bad in the organization, I wonder if we can, I don't know, use that as some kind of leverage. I don't know what you mean. Well, I mean, I don't either. We need to see what's important to them. I mean, just knowing that they have a guy that's not delivering what they want, that might be important to the people higher up. Well, I mean, you got to understand we're all family. Like, his position is in jeopardy. They're not going to, like, turn on him for fucking you guys. I mean, we still... I mean, not me anymore, right, Larson? But they still want Larson dead for what he did. Yeah, probably. The only way you're going to break the curse that Infortunity put on him is you either got to cut a deal with him or you got to kill him. I was almost there. Yeah, probably not. Oh. No offense, but uh, we've been around a long time, kid. You look pretty fresh. All right, I'd say the last thing that would really help us out here and seal this, what's a good way to get to him? Well, I know how to get in contact with some of these folks, but... I, I don't think they want to hear from me. Yeah, well, very true. I think in a very real way, though, they kind of do want to hear from you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, in Fortuny, the thing he wants is to, to get his curse onto the proper guy. Yeah. So you you got bait. Yeah. That'll draw him out for sure. I don't know. Not. I mean, I guess there's a chance he thinks that we're going to come back. So maybe where we where we met him, he might be there, but I don't know. Yeah, well, do you think you can take him out? Yeah, I think so, unless he's got some, I don't know, some kind of invulnerability that we don't know about. If there's if there's a way to kill this guy, yeah, we can do it. Uh, whenever I attacked him, did I taste his blood or anything? Because I, I, I attack with my, my teeth, so... You did not. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you don't see any blood actually anywhere, even the guy that Tass has pinned to the ground with a spear. Hmm. Oh, so demons apparently don't have blood. At least Maybe. these don't. You've seen the blood of other demons. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. true. Yep, yep. Boys, thoughts? I, I like the idea of a trap, but that's putting a lot on Larson here to be some bait. I'm still outside with an Escalade. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think by now you could have walked, wandered back inside after just, you're, I assume, just dancing to the beat of the of the alarm. Just trying to appease all of the neighbors who are waking yeah. up. Like, just, oh, no, it's nothing to worry about. I'm just dancing with my <laughs> alarm out here. And as you as you kind of uh, shuffle in, uh, one of the Viribuses very slowly, he, like, raises his hand and, like, puts it in his pocket and pulls out the keys and clicks the alarm off. Give him the finger guns. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm all for setting a trap. That sounds fine. It seems like they don't want anything more than just you dead or suffering. Yeah. So, well, if I um, propose a meetup to try and put things right, I assume that'll draw him out. Yeah, um, I mean, especially if uh, if he knows that you know about his essentially trouble with the leader that he had kind of bragged that he had done what everyone thought was impossible 
and it turns out he had not. Yep. Okay, that's uh, that's solid. That's a plan. Um, I'm just gonna rip the spear up out of the floor. <laughs> oh, yep. That's that's good stuff. And I'll reach down to both shake his hand and help him up. So, uh, what do you guys want us to do? Well, just a second, and he steps over to one of his other selves and touches his hand, and they meld together. Uh, and then the third one joins in. And he's just slightly taller and a little thicker. So what do you uh, want me to do? Well, how about this? Why don't you um, go to Infortune and say, in order to keep quiet the things he screwed up, I'd like to make a deal with him to sort it out for good. Yeah. Where's a good place, you think, to set this up? Well, I don't know. What kind of uh, setup do you guys want? If you're going to try to kill him, it's going to be difficult. I would pick your battleground wisely. That's a good point. Um, especially if he can just poof whenever he wants to and get out of there. What we need is a way to keep him there. Well, maybe we should just do it here. This house is pretty wrecked already. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, as long as we can get him onto a spot, I can do the same thing I did to Ori. I can draw up a glyph that'll trap him in place. That's a good point. Do you think you could essentially do that almost beforehand? Like have a bigger circle or something made and then... At the moment you need, put in the last mark and activate it when he's there? I don't see why not. You've seen Rev do it at Monument Circle that, you know, it would have to be a pretty big area because you're going to try to guess where he appears, um, but that with enough time you could set it up and then drop the last piece in and essentially just keep him within the boundaries of that larger circle. Uh, the other thing I think I might do is um, just leave the room for a moment and see if I can go and rummage around in my safe and find something that might uh, sweeten the deal for Veribus. See if I can find something that might appeal to a demon that I've not yet sold. Yeah, okay, uh, roll luck, actually. And so this will be uh, just 2d6 plus half of your remaining luck rounded down. Okay, so plus three. Uh, that is a 10. You do have something in there. Uh, you have an old scroll that essentially allows someone to travel to another plane of existence oh, yeah. where they would normally be barred from that you think might interest him. Okay, so I'll, I'll bring that down and offer it with a, you know, I realize you're going against your family here. So just to show my appreciation, I thought you might like this uh, spell. And what do you think the name of either the spell or the name of the scroll is? I think Larson just thinks of it as an exit scroll. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like that. Uh, but he sees this, and his eyes kind of widen. He's like, yeah, I might need this. Uh, this is a nice get-out-of-jail-free card. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this for free, all right? When he vanishes, he's just becoming invisible. But everyone thinks he's teleporting. But I can see he's not here right now, because... I mean, we can see each other. Ooh. Right. Sneaky. Oh, that almost had me there. I was like, oh, I need to turn on, like, something else on my goggles yeah. to, to see this guy. Maybe it's best just to double check. Yeah, I'm I'm going to put on my uh, electromagnetic goggles. You don't see anything. Nothing? Except whatever's in this room already? Correct. Okay. All you right. See, looks... You see nothing. You've gone suddenly blind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, wait. You just forgot to take the lens caps off. <laughs> Too much exposure to all of these other wavelengths. Right. Everything's clear, fellas. Well, I mean, I can deal with that, too, if I need to. Um, I've got a pretty good knack for seeing invisible stuff, so hopefully he won't super get the drop on us. But, yeah, I think the other step here is find a good place to make a, a big-ass circle that we can enclose him in once he's here. Larson, it's your house. Pick a room. Front room seems good. <laughs> All right. Front room it shall be. All right, so I'll just tell him to come back here. 
Yeah, yeah. Just tell him I want to sort it out. Have a sit down. And ask him to use the front door like a gentleman this time. No, we did use the front door. We just use, used use it. The we front used door. it up. We used it entirely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, he takes a scroll and tucks it into his long coat. He gives you a little nod and he heads out the door and unlocks the Escalade and drives away. <laughs> I will immediately start working on etching this glyph into the floor. All right. Spanning as much of this room as I can. So is there anything else that you guys want to do while you wait to see if Infortuni shows up? I want to see if Tass can heal me. Oh, yeah. If he's looking like he's hurting, I'll try to patch him up a little. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a few bumps and bruises. Uh, handily, you are stabilized if you weren't and healed too. Excellent. I'm full health again. Okay. I'd like to check on my brother. Um, now, is the spell broken on Henry or did you not finish that? Essentially, what it has caused is because it is such an ancient and powerful curse, it has removed it for the time being, but the lines are still very subtly there. Yeah. You think that the Omamari is aiding in this and it's keeping him from feeling the pain of the existing ones. Yep. Uh, I was thinking it might be quite a good idea to move him out of the house before this whole thing goes down. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I'll help him out. I think just put him up in a nearby motel or something. Yeah, you guys don't have any problem. Um, He is pretty heavily sedated, um, but you are able to get him into Jake's car and move him down the road uh, to a hotel. But yeah, you don't have any problem. They they rent your room uh, and you were able to get him inside and set up and get back to your safe house. Excellent. Uh, Anything else you guys want to do? No, I mean, I think I'm just sitting out on the front porch and just trying to keep my sight open just in case anybody's going to try to sneak up in Viz style. Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, once I finish drawing the glyph, I'm just probably posted up in the front room waiting in case of an assault. Uh, What about Larson and TJ? What do you guys want to do when you get back? Where are you waiting? Uh, I'll wait uh, on a chair in the front room. Um, I'm going to find a closet to bust out of. (laughs) Okay. So... You two are hiding in plain sight. Yep. Or yeah. not hiding at all. Not hiding at all. I I think I, I want to make this clear too that I have put the weapons like inside. Mm. Like I've you know they're maybe in the corner in the living room where they're visible, but I they're not on me. Okay. Um. And so I'm sitting out on the front porch, just trying to look casual, trying to you know clearly show that I'm here, but am not looking for a fight. Alternatively, I think I am kind of bodyguarding Larson. So okay. if he's sitting in a chair, I'm kind of standing next to it, presenting the image that don't start no shit, won't be no shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the other thing, we can set up another chair on top of the ward, right? Yes. I mean, it's obvious, but why not? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can set another chair up. So you guys uh, get this all set up and get into position. You're waiting for about a half hour and Tass sitting out on the front stoop sees Infortuni materialize out in front of the house. Oh, I didn't realize this was a group thing. I thought that it was just going to be me and him, perhaps. We're just kind of business associates. We're just here to kind of help him out to get something we want from him. I think you understand that. We're not here to start any trouble. We just want to make sure he's okay so he can uh, finish our deal after you guys are done. Sound Uh, cool? Okay. What about the big guy in there? Well, he's making sure that there's no double crossing going on, no breaking of the parlay, so to speak. Oh, I see. So you're saying I should have brought some people with me, so that way we kind of have, you know, rival backup. So I got my entourage, you got yours. Uh, from what I'm hearing, I don't 
think you'd have a lot of people coming with you. Why's that? Because you messed up, bub. You don't want to lose face with the with the big boys, do you? Tash, you see a flash in his eyes as you say this, and you take two points of damage, armor defeating, and you can erase one of those marks from your sheet as the stairs beneath you break and you fall through. Ooh! I don't know who you think you're dealing with, but I don't take shit talk from a nobody. Dude, I'm not trying to talk shit. I'm just stating some facts. We're not here to cause trouble. We're here to get out of here. And I just kind of climb up out of the broken stairs, <laughs> step aside and kind of motion for the door, holding my side and coughing lightly. So who do we think is in charge of this sting of getting him into this ward? Is it Jake? Uh, I figure it's Larson because he's the one that he's here to cut a deal with, sort of. Sure. So Larson, I want you to roll luck. Okay. Well, seven plus three, yeah. He steps around the hole in the stairs and steps inside of the room. So what kind of a deal are we going to make? I mean, we've had a long-standing issue, so I'm really interested in, uh, why don't you sit down here and I gesture at the chair and we'll like, Talk about what I could do to make it up to you so that this just doesn't have to keep happening. And he gives the chair a glance and looks at Jake standing next to you and sniffs. Uh, and then you can tell he's very actively looking like he's not being intimidated. <laughs> and he sits down in the chair. Well, I mean, it's been a long time. It seems like to me, we can just put this behind us and not worry about it. Obviously, you feel like I owe you something more. You know, what can I offer you to make it work? Well, I mean, the problem that we have is that everybody's wanted you dead for a long time, and I thought I had finally pulled it off. And it turns out, Lawson, you keep more secrets than any man I know. We've been chasing you this long. How did we never know you had a twin brother till now? Well, I don't think I would be where I am if I didn't keep a few secrets, would I? Yeah, that's fair. Well, I mean, obviously you don't want to die. Yep. And I don't want to have to go back to the family and tell them uh, that you're alive. How about you disappear somewhere? Just don't come across your paths again, that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, you run in a pretty deep and dark circle. Maybe Lawson, and he puts his fingers up and makes air quotes, did die from this. Ah, that's probably something that we could work out. Yeah. Okay. You raised that curse off my brother. Yep, and I'm dead. Yeah, but where are you going to go? What are you going to do? I mean, you've got a skill, and skill, it demands to be used. I mean, how are you going to keep from doing what you do? you just going to come up with, like, a whole new persona? you going to get some plastic surgery? How do I know that three years from now, your face doesn't pop up, and all of a sudden, there I am holding the bag of shit? Well, you didn't find all my secrets yet. It'll happen. Don't worry. Yeah, right. Worst case. We're in the same position we're in now, right? I'm in trouble, you're in trouble. So it's best it doesn't happen for anyone. Yeah, that's true. All right. All right, I think I can deal with this. You're going to vanish. I'm going to vanish. Well, I mean, I'm not going to vanish. I'm going to go back and say I did exactly what I did. It's going to be pretty freaking great if I do say so myself. And uh, you're going to go into retirement. I'm sure you've got more than enough money to keep you safe. Yeah. And uh, these three guys can... Piss off to wherever you came from. Who are you guys? What are you doing here anyway? Uh, we were checking for termites. <laughs> oh, yeah. Seems like you found them. Those stairs. Someone needs to look at them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Hey, um, I'd like to take a moment to use my empath ability just to see uh, how on the on the up and up he is. All right, roll it. Uh, that is a nine minus one for an eight. Uh, and so what do you get on that result? I don't have that one in front of me. Uh, it's uh, a hazy impression of their current emotional state and intentions. You think that he is relieved a little bit, um, but you also get a level of concern. <laughs> and the image that you see when he's thinking about his concern is Viribus. So you think he might be concerned that Viribus knows the truth and is out there still? Sure. Uh, I'm pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. Okay, I'll stand up and off to shake hands. Uh, he does. He reaches out and shakes your hand. A pleasure doing business with you. Yeah. Hope I never see you again. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> All right. So uh, where's this brother of yours? Um, as they are working out the details here, as I am just kind of surreptitiously like dragging my heel to break the the glyph on the ground so that he'll be able to walk out of it without realizing he was ever in it. Uh, yeah. Uh, roll act under pressure. Oh man, come oh, on. No. This is where. Give me something that's not I a dumb stat. Try to like help out yes, as I absolutely. see this move. You can try like, to help out. I'm trying to talk to him. Like, hey, man, you know, I've come to find that demons are just so much more chill and agreeable than most people. I yeah, know. roll help out. <laughs> Ten. Yeah, so Jake, you get a plus one. Uh, eight. So you can get the ward off in time, but you can see that Tass is is trying to, you know, chat with this guy to talk to him. You're either going to have to signal to Tass that he's going to have to do something drastic to keep him occupied for a minute. <laughs> um, or there's going to be a magical backlash, but he will not recognize what it was you were trying to do. But there will be a magical kickback of some kind, because, again, this is magic that you're not aware of. Or the magic is going to go into you, and you're not sure what the ramifications of that are. Man, I very much like the first one and the last one. They're so interesting. <laughs> they have such promise. I really want to put this on task. I'm going to go with the first one. <laughs> okay. Uh, I feel like I get the high sign yeah, here. I, I think it is just big panicky flailing arms <laughs> over his shoulder. <laughs> Uh, so as I'm talking to him, I'm kind of doing the like cool walking backwards kind of thing out the door, like just trying to keep him engaged. Like, yeah, demon's so cool. And I quote unquote, forget that the stairs were broken, <laughs> knowing that if I trip head over ass backwards, I am willing to take damage falling into this to keep his attention and make make him think I'm an idiot. Yeah, uh, because you're aware that it is there and it's happening uh, because of your two armor, you don't take damage. OK, um, but yeah, you do. You sell it uh, falling backwards down the stairs uh, and he stands at the doorway for a moment and just laughs down at you as Jake finishes rubbing the ward away to break the spell. <laughs> That's awesome. I was expect. I thought you were going to like start a fight with him or something. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Or just or just give him a big sloppy kiss on the mouth. Oh, Lord, you're just going to Roger rabbit him. Um, so, yeah, you guys are all standing outside and uh, so yeah, he has to lead the way. So we'll take him down to that uh, hotel room and see about getting this curse lifted. Uh, you guys head down to the hotel room and uh, open the door and your brother is still there. He is asleep. And Infortuni goes in and touches him on the chest, right where TJ had seen the uh, seven-pointed star. And uh, anybody who is looking at this magically sees that symbol start to shrink, almost like it goes 
down to the size of a fingerprint and then onto his hand and back into him as if he had left this mark physically. And all the uh, lines and everything else go away as well? That's correct. Uh, he's clear. Excellent. Oh, well, Infortune, I won't be seeing you. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> After he's left, which I hope he does then. <laughs> yeah, he does. He, uh, he, you know, gives everybody a nod and disappears. Uh, but uh, if you two are still looking with your magical abilities, you see that he's still there. Oh, yeah. And then he just kind of nonchalantly walks out of the room, <laughs> <laughs> not realizing he's being observed. <laughs> He gets I'm, into his Uber and rides away. <laughs> An Uber just pulls up, opens the door, door shuts. Exactly. Exactly. It's oddly uh, also an invisible Uber. Oh, good, good, good. Whoa. Um, now that all this magic has left the poor guy, does do I think I could help him? Is he in bad enough shape that I could do anything for him? Yeah, you do think you could help out. I think I would do that then. Okay, yeah, roll it. And uh, while he's doing that, I'll retrieve the Omamori amulet okay so he's uh he's pretty hurt i think i can i can either kind of keep him completely stable so you don't have to worry about this getting any worse um or i could just kind of make sure he's going to heal faster but you're going to have to be really really careful with him for a while uh we're going to have to move so getting it so um stable is probably better okay okay once we've gone to ground there'll be plenty of time for healing up that's a really solid call um so yeah i got it mixed so stabilized okay um and as you are going over him his eyes flutter open and he takes in you standing over him and this big werewolf in the corner of the room (laughs) and then his eyes fall on you larson what did you get me into this time don't worry about it It, it's all pretty much sorted out uh just a few little things that we're going to need to work through uh and then things should be sort of back to normal okay but this, this problem's dealt with. These guys, these these guys are good sorts. Nothing to worry about. Thumbs up. I'm always uncomfortable with what you consider back to normal. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, on the plus side, uh, we're going to be taking a vacation. Oh, well, that'll be nice. I could use one. Yeah, uh, I don't know where yet. Um, we'll sort something out. And you now uh, have the Obamari back. Hey, man. Um, you know we came in here ready. I don't know what. We were ready for ready for some kind of fight. It's real impressive that you even knew where we were to get this thing. But well done. You know, I, we've been doing this kind of a lot lately. It's when people that are important to you are in real trouble that, you know, you got to you got to do the thing. So um, just uh, if you ever need anything, I'm sure I can find you again if I need anything. And uh, I'll write down a phone number. Say if you if, if you uh, need me sometime, call here. It'll get in touch with me. Same, absolutely. If you need something like this again, just ask, man. We'll do our best. Uh, and so I think that the scene fades out with the four of you helping Larson's brother into the car uh, and dropping them off for them to prepare to head out for Destinations Unknown. So thank you so much for joining us, Michael. Yeah, no, that was, that was great fun. Now yeah. that it's over, are we? can we just fangirl yet? <laughs> Yeah, go for we it. Just, this is this is like the most radical thing that's ever happened. Yeah, so oh my gosh, we're so yeah, happy you're here. Play with you. uh, you know, our listeners are super excited about this. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I saw there were a lot of people voted on that poll. <laughs> yes, yeah. they did. Uh, the only bad news I have for you is that, you know, now that you've entered into our canon, the second or third season, we might have to ask you to come back at some point. Uh, that's, that's probably okay. Yep. No, I'd be All happy right. to hey, reprise right. Larson sometime. That was, he was a good fun character. Excellent, hey. excellent. 
Okay, uh, so so I had a question. Like a f- I'm terrified right now. All right, um, what is your favorite of all the playbooks that you've created? Um, at the moment, it's the Searcher because probably because it's the newest, and I I haven't actually played one. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, yeah. I've GM'd for it in playtesting, but I haven't played it myself. So nice. Yeah. Uh, what aspect of it do you like the best? Uh, I just like that. Uh, kind of uh molder vibe of the the person who yeah. you know really wants to find out what's going on with everything that, that's what it's all about oh very good yeah. yeah yeah that's the one i have um very much in my head that i want to play next whatever kind of situation that might be whether it's in this or whether it's um you know just a game we play for fun i have a, a really good idea for what i want to do with that it's such a good book yeah, we're really excited. We have uh, we are running Monster of the Week. Yeah, I saw that uh, every day of Gen Con, and we sold out in the first like twenty that's, hours. That's so awesome! Yeah, thanks a lot for yeah, running all good. those too. I, I really appreciate it. Given that I can't yeah. go all the way over there, it's great that there's yeah, someone right? there playing it. I'm, it. I'm gonna have such a swagger now because everybody's gonna be like, "Who are you?" I'm gonna be like. Pfft. I'm the guy that played with Michael Sands. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. Get out of my game. That, that seems really weird to me. I mean. Uh, I, I'm just a guy who likes role-playing games, right? I, I know Monster Week's really successful, but I don't. I, I feel like it's it's just you know all that kind of uh, like what, 30, 40 years of of experience of playing. I can't remember exactly when I started playing. It was like nineteen eighty or nineteen eighty two or so. So it's just like the 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 summed up what I learned over the way. I don't think I've done anything too crazy. Most of the time, it's it's you know I'm just want to play games you know? <laughs> people really connect with this game you, you did a really cool thing with this because you hit all of the marks that people want to be like obviously as a fan yourself it's it's easy to hit those but it's not always easy for everybody not everybody can make <laughs> yep. something that's so accessible on 12 yeah, no, different it's, it's great, isn't it? kinds of characters yeah, right yeah. out the gate and then more and more so just well done like oh, it's a really you. really yeah. cool thing no it's it's great to hear that because that's kind of what the idea was you know it's yeah. like i said I, I wanted that kind of monster hunting vibe that you get on supernatural and buffy but like nothing that was out there at the time quite captured it they were all like too complicated yeah. or uh, didn't quite capture that actiony vibe so it was really a, a big effort to, to hit that nice and easy to get into fun action sort of thing yeah you hit the sweet spot yeah, it's, man. it's good to hear it works <laughs> well i suppose the last thing you know because i don't want to shortchange larson uh it's probably time to do end of session experience sure. oh, oh yeah. yeah so um did you conclude the current mystery yeah we yes did yeah with less violence than usual right <laughs> Uh, you guys figured out what was going on with Larson's brother and you were able to solve it with, uh, uh with diplomacy, which is a nice, a nice new game mechanic outside of our wheelhouse. Uh, did you save someone from certain death or worse? We sure did. Larson and his brother, yeah. both and some demons. We didn't kill some demons. So That's there true. you go. Uh, did we learn something new and important about the world? That there are is demon mafia i think that's kind of an interesting thing that there's literally it's not just people like damien that kind of do their own thing there are organized kind of houses of this that's really cool to me yeah and their name uh translates to first demon family oh Um, and so i think that you know if this ever comes up again uh there might be some exploration as to into why you know you've seen demons in the past and they have bled why 
did this demon not have blood? Why yeah. was he built differently? So, yeah. Um, and then lastly, uh, did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Uh, I mean, we technically learned a lot about a new hunter that we didn't know existed. Yeah. <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that counts as the question. I guess uh, I wish we had somebody we could ask about the intent of the. Who, <laughs> the, the who in the world could we ask who might know the intent of the way this rule was written? <laughs> um, the official rule, by the way, from from the mind that came up with it is. You know, if if it seems reasonable to you, then sure, it's it's group judgment. I think that uh, we as the listeners, um, you know, we learned that Larson has a twin brother and that somehow he's even able to been able to keep him kind of out of trouble. I, I mean, clearly, I don't know Larson or his history or anything, but I hope that it's just the prestige like that you are just <laughs> you and the twin each live half a life so nobody knows which crime's been committed by whom yeah. uh, to me actually i think it was just um his brother henry just had to put up with all the fallout from all the terrible things he's done <laughs> God, he's just yeah. a real chill guy yeah yeah he's maybe like not always store and chill like, oh. <laughs> sure sure but that yeah. somehow he is getting caught up in this stuff and that he seems to be okay with it at least on some level uh all right awesome. so everybody gets two points of experience go all right. Well, uh, I just want to say once again, thank you so much for joining us, Michael. Uh, we we're very excited to have had you here. Yeah. And thank you for inviting me. It was great fun. Really great to play with you guys. So we are back in TJ's subterranean lair and the Omomori has been put back into its proper place. Uh, Rev stands at the controls of the teleporter and once again gives you three the questioning look. Do it. Ready, man. Yes. With that, Rev puts his hands together and magic starts to form. He splays his fingers out and the energy goes into the computer and the energy pulses out and pulses out and pulses out further and hits the metal circle in the floor and a white portal appears. Guys, this is hands down the wackest thing we've ever done and I can't imagine doing it with anybody else. You guys want to go in holding hands? <laughs> I think I kind of think about it and then I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I think I do. And we see Tass, Jake, and TJ join hands and step into the blinding light. End of season one. and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You start with your own breathing. Match the rhythm of the breeze that carves the canopy, the birds and bugs chirping in set intervals. Feel the subtle pulse rising up from the ground beneath you. To wander is to dance with the forest. But the forest isn't just the partner. She's the music, the style. She's the rhythm, 
She's the set of ancient steps and movements that have been passed down from one dancer to another. She teaches you to dance the dance she invented to the music she's singing in a tonal system she thought up one night as it pleased her. You breathe, and you listen, and you wait for your place. Your first step, the call to... is a new fairy folktale podcast from T.H. Ponders, a member of the Fable and Folly Network. Listen to the show by searching for The Wanderer in Apple Podcasts or by visiting www.callofthewander.com.